Today, This American Dice presents the second episode of Cousin Quest, our Friday short game. Join Rabbi Pilkus Gabagool, TBD the Ranger, and the Panther, also known as Sketch Sparrow Shanks, the Thief, as they're attempting to find and defeat the mighty Chimera Hydra. Last time, they were waylaid by frogmen, and can they defeat these ribbiting roustabouts? Find out today on This American Dice. You could sprint up to them and get either group of these, either either one of the two pairs of these people. Does that make sense? Yeah, so the panther looks at um, looks at this situation, and he rem- he looks at how skinny the frogmen are and how emaciated they are, and he realizes, like, oh, they're hungry. He knows what they want. They want the canned ham. And so he takes his uh, rations. Oh, yeah. And he opens up the rations, and they're like those deviled hams. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the weird like shape where it's like a teardrop shape. And he opens uh-huh. the deviled <laughs> ham rations, uh-huh. and he's going to try to chuck them um, past the frogmen to get them to leave his compatriots alone. Fascinating. Do you, is there a, a thief move about this, or is, are we just going to basics? Yeah, there's a thief move I have called throw ham. <laughs> I, I wouldn't and, believe. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, um, shockingly, no, there isn't. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to distract these guys. So it almost seems like you're trying to parlay with them, right? You're trying to ma- manipulate them to go away, and the leverage is that they're going to eat stuff. Yeah, I don't. Um, I could understand that. I don't know how charisma would factor into that, as opposed to just their interest in the ham. What if I yell like, "I'm like, like I got ham, ham for you boys. Yum, 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 yum. You guys want ham? Here it is." I do that. Yeah, so that that way it's more charisma based. That they're they're all horned up by this ham. Uh, I hate the way you described that, but uh, yeah, it seems like parlay makes the most sense to me. And do you remember you're taking a plus one forward here because you mm-hmm. discerned realities last time? Yes, I remember. All right. So, I'm glad. I, I constantly forget that. I feel like I've, yeah, this it's, is like the third time I've remembered in my life. So this isn't dexterity based. It's instead charisma based for me to throw this ham. Yeah, because I think, I think the idea is that you're trying to entice them to get it. Well, I did entice them for sure. I got a 12. Oh, yeah. incredible. A six, a four, plus two. Oh, they're real yeah. horned up for that hand, baby. Yeah, they're like, my, my, my. So, right, a, par- a parlay basic move is when you have leverage on a GM character and manipulate them, roll plus charisma, and leverage is something they need or want, and we've established food is what they're really after. So on a hit, they ask you for something and do it when you make them a promise first. And I mean, I think we pretty, pretty much figured that out. Yeah. I, hey, I say like, like there's guys, the canned ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say like, hey, you guys want this ham and they're like, yeah, give us that ham. And I throw it. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to say these two pairs. So these four frogmen that were aggressively hopping toward, a um, Gabagool are v- very distracted. You kind of throw it past them and they stop hopping, look over, look at each other and now are all four making a break for it, hopping very aggressively toward this. And now there's just one that's by um, Tibby and Tibby. What do you do? 
you're sick. You've you've thrown up everything you ate yesterday. Um, you don't feel great, but you're not throwing up anymore. You've got some got some time to do something. What's what's your action? This this thing is right next to you. It's probably it look maybe it's opening its like cavernous, disgusting mouth. It's way too big, and uh, you see this little like barbed tongue on its like jaw under here. It's about to shoot it somewhere. What do you do? Oh, Josh, are you still with us? Okay. I am. It's just uh, the, every time I click the mute button, it wouldn't do anything. So, Oh, no problem. I was just like, oh, <laughs> are you muted and you don't know? Because that's a very common problem. No, I knew I was muted. It just didn't want to unmute for me. Anyway, oh, sorry fine. about that. Um, I've seen what's gone on involving the food and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And this one's like right next to you about to about to do something. <laughs> well, um, I, I guess I have to ask you this, and I don't know if that's even allowed. Considering the type of creatures that they are, would are they such scavengers where they would look at that and be enticed by it, or no? Like by the fact that I just vacated my meal, latest meal. Oh, it looks like they want something more fresh, but fair enough. All right. Um, it seems way more enticed by everything that you, that's happening with you than whenever you've left on the, the forest floor. Gotcha. Fair enough. I was hopeful. <laughs> As if. <laughs> nice try. So I'm sure I, I may not have any canned deviled ham, but I'm sure I must have some sort of food in my pack. And... Yeah, I think you, you come with uh, rations, right? Is one right, thing. yeah. So, you know, he, I grab um, some sort of dried meat that I have in my pack, and I'm going to, um, we'll say, throw it towards his open mouth and try to get his attention with it. And we know how my rolls go, so this should be great. Ooh, so, so your idea is just to kind of, like, feed it? Yeah. Um, okay. With the intention of kind of satiating it or what? Satiating it or distracting it or, you know, just... Yeah, so that's the question, right? Are you yeah. um, trying to satiate it or are you trying to distract it so you can, like, hit, like, attack it? I I want its attention on the food so that way I can uh, see its reaction and then go from there. Okay, yeah, so I think maybe... You, you throw some kind of food item. What's what's one ration? What's something you might eat while you're traveling? As a That's why I said the dried meat. Perfect. Yeah. So like a, a dried uh, turkey leg or something. Who knows? Not a whole leg. Who knows? But uh, some kind of uh, beef jerky or something. And just maybe it's a like in a flat like less than a second like a, just a flash. It's a tongue comes out. It's and you notice it's like a barbed tongue. It's like that's nasty. It comes back. Just eats it. And then it um. Much like I'm thinking like a dog at this point. I've called it a cat before. These are actual people, but uh, it kind of lifts itself up and like, oh, ready for more. We knew that Gabagool knew things about it. Did we know whether these things, have we heard whether these things can communicate or not? Uh, um, I feel like, um, yeah, they, they don't. I'm like, they don't oh. communicate. Yeah. All right. So we'll skip the parlay then, I guess. Yeah, they, I mean, they might be able to understand, but their their mouth is a frog mouth, not a not a frog man mouth. If that helps. Gotcha. 
Well, if he's just standing there and feeding him food does not necessarily make him want to go away. Yeah, I think if anything, it maybe like does a little, a couple little hops like in place, and it's like, oh, I'm excited. That was delicious. Maybe it licks its like lip, but it's like the spine lip over it. It's like that hurt you? I guess not. My guy is not necessarily um, like the most lawful good type of person in the world. So uh, has no problem with taking advantage of the situation and, and trying to attack it uh, at an angle with the, my short sword to where if I do hit it, it's not going to have acid shooting back at me. Like, oh, maybe totally attack, like, like trying to stab at it from the side or something like that. Yeah. And it's got, it's, you've got its undivided attention. It's like, Oh, you just fed me. This is delicious. So when you like, like say, when you, when you pull your sword out slowly, it's like, Oh, more food. Is this some kind of delicious shiny food object? And you can just like hit it for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know what? Uh, yeah. For this one, just do your damage. What's your damage? D eight. One D eight. Yeah. Go for it. Six. Six it is. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So you, you, how do you kill this, like, very excited um, creature that's like, I, I love that you gave me food. You're my, you're my new favorite friend. And you just, you do enough damage to kill it. Do you want to describe that? Are you, yeah. Are you, are you my dad? Yeah. <laughs> Papa, <laughs> more food. I love it. Mm. And instead, feed it sword. Yeah, does it, you just, like, go through its head, or what do you do? I'm coming at it from, like, the side of the head, like, coming, like almost like a stabbing motion from the side. Yeah, incredible. And then you, you like, shish kebab this uh, frog. and uh, So that it, way, when I pull it, the sword out, if there is any, like, <laughs> just friggin' frog's goo that's shooting everywhere, it's shooting off to the side, so. Yeah, perfect. And you can, like, put your boot on it and get your, like, sword of the stone thing that's out of the frog. And uh, <laughs> now it's just, like, dripping, and you're kind of scot free at this point. But um, let's see. Let's go back to uh, Gabagool. So these two frogs, or these two pairs of frogs, so four frogs total, um, that were trying to flank you, like, get you on both ends. Like, unbelievable. Um, they're distracted and they start hopping away and you realize, oh, wait, um, my good, my good friend, um, sketch through this, uh, spam the pan- over here. The panther. Nah. <laughs> uh, through the spam over here, this canned ham. And they're hopping after that and they're kind of hopping off in the distance. What are you doing? They're backs to you at this point, but they're hopping away from you. I go, to, go or what? I go to swing again. You, you want to run up to them and get them oh yeah definitely sure so kind of do you want to do hmm, are you trying to sneak up on them or you don't even care nah fuck them they're they're horned up by the ham yeah and i think uh all right yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you this uh this decision to make right so you kind of start running you take a few steps and you're like oh you kind of instinctually grab your stomach again like i do not feel good this is not great. So you can really only attack one of these pairs at a time. So two at a time. Do you try to uh, just just obliterate them again? What kind of uh, 
stomach distress am I in here? Uh, nausea, yeah. It's like, oh, I threw up almost everything. It's like, oh, I might throw up again if I keep pushing it. But you can't keep pushing it. Okay, well, so no chance that I shit myself, though. No, not that kind of distress, although, I mean, who knows? The night is young. The night is young. The frog has tongue. You're going to make dung. That's exactly what I do. I charge head on, vomiting, shitting, whatever's happening. And I swing, baby. Nice. So you're taking on all four? However many... Well, you said they went in opposite directions, didn't you? Well, now now they're all coalescing onto this canned ham, and they seems like you're about to fight over it. But Oh, yeah. So, I, 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 so, I can baseball bat them again. So, yeah, the option is you can go after one pair of them and do it normally, or you can try to get all four, but you're going to have to push yourself, and you might, you might feel a little nauseous. I don't do anything normally, David, so I'm going for it. All four? Okay. Yeah. All right, so do me a favor. Do you have three uh, D6? Well, I've got as many D6 as you want, David. So why don't you go ahead. I'm going to give you a disadvantage. So why don't you roll all, roll three of them and then take the two lowest uh, results. So take out the highest result. Wait, say that again? So you're rolling three, and whatever is the highest die... Yeah. Like which one? Which one has the best number? The highest die I got was a two. <laughs> oh my god! All right, this might not be great. So throw the throw the two away, and we'll just add the other two left. I got a two and a one. Okay. So yeah, it seems like another miss. So go ahead and, and mark that somewhere. You got another miss. And whew, man. All right. So yeah, I think they. I think one of. So what happens is one of these frogs get that can can ham just use her tongue to grab it it's already eaten and the other the other one next to it just starts fighting trying to maybe like open its mouth they're fighting over this this ham that's inside of one of the frogs it's disgusting but these other two were hopping up you know the other side there was no chance they would ever get it and they kind of see you trying to use your hammer and you're a little slower now that you're maybe you do start uh dry heaving a little bit it stops you up, and they see you, and they shoot their tongue out. What's, um, what kind of gear you got? Kind of gear? Yeah. What'd you pick for gear? What kind of gear? I got testosterone. Uh, <laughs> was that was that an option? <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of gear do I have? I don't know. What I don't know what I picked. I don't think I picked anything. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> then, like what uh, kind of armor do you have like particular armor I think that's maybe what he's getting at there's no option here for that in these sheets it just says I'm armored but it doesn't give me an option to pick an armor oh okay. yeah it might just automatically give you chainmail armor yeah I, I think I, I put it in the chat up here but you might have not seen it um that's fine so I think you usually have chainmail okay yeah, so chain mail or scale mail, depending on the weight that you want to be carrying around. Oh, true, true. Yeah. I'll go chain. Yeah, it didn't seem like you had a shield before, so you probably got two healing potions. And, um, and I think I got, like, dungeon rations and shit. 
Okay, cool. That makes sense. So yeah, I think this eats your your rations. It's like whatever bag you were keeping your rations in, it just like this disgusting spiked tongue comes out. It's like five or six feet long. Grab something off your maybe it was on your belt or something. What is a scumbag? Yeah, this whole bag just goes into its mouth. And it's like can I grab his tongue? Kind of chomping. No, it's too fast. It's like got it. Like the only way to do it oh. is like sprint and pry its um, mouth open, like like that other frog is doing with the canned ham, and hope that you can get it before it's digested. Uh, what do you do? Grab him by the nuts. Ooh, well, is he a frog as an, nuts? Amphi- as an amphibian, they're internal. You're gonna have to go up the frog hole. I go up the frog hole for those nuts, baby. So yeah, it's actually like a good distance away. Are you? Oh kind of jumping into the fray of this this pair of them yeah i'm not too concerned these are like frogs i mean how much damage other than their other than their skin could they and i'm already sick so i mean if i plunge my fist into his cloaca yeah i think this is kind of uh as you kind of stumble in here you're still feeling like the vertigo going on um and you're like i gotta get that cloaca all right your your fists are ready um let me just like you're jealous. You're like, I wish I had a Swiss Army hole. Let me uh, yeah. let me let me reassess the cloaca diving. Oh and, no no! Uh, these these two are are assessing you as you do that, and they uh they just uh, give you a tongue lashing wink. Um, can you roll a d6 for me? Nope. Actually, roll. I guess roll. No, just roll one. Which what what do you want me to roll here? Just the one. Just the one. I got a four. Okay, so you take five damage, but we did. Did you pick out what armor you wanted? Chain yeah. out or the other one? I'll Scale wear. Out. I'll wear. Uh, what do I get if I pick scale? Scale is better armor, but it weighs more, so you'll go slower technically. I'll wear chainmail. Fuck it. Okay, so, um, and what did you just roll again? A four. Four. So, they both kind of whip you around with their tongues you get like uh some scratches because they're barbed tongues you know mm, so you take yeah. six, you take six damage but it's minus one because of armor so you'll take five damage to yourself and let's go back to who have we heard in a while um yeah i feel um we got to go back to sketch right you threw that hand too. yeah sketch doing pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you do see um Everyone's kind of throwing up except for you because they're exposed to this frog goo. So he's in, he's he's using this time that he's bought himself to get his armor on and that kind of stuff because I feel yeah. like he was just sleeping just in his underwear. And so Naturally. he's kind of like getting he's got his armor on, he's got everything all ready to go and um he's like he's like uh, uh like this is why I got these throwing knives. And he takes out these throwing knives and um uh, of the two, based on where I'm looking here, there's some frogmen that are distracted by the ham. There's another frogman that's dealing with uh, TB, right? No, so well, he's actually, dead now. that one's dead. dead. Okay. So what you got in front of you, are, there's two that are kind of beating the shit out of Gabagool. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of throwing up. Who knows what's happening? And there's two that are, one just ate your canned ham, and they're mm-hmm. kind of fighting each other. Okay. Sure, I'm going to. If I trumpet, yeah. If I if I if I poison a thing, do I have to? Uh, 
So yeah, that's going to depend on your poison. Yeah, I mean, I, I have Serpent's Tears um, to help somebody else do, deal more damage. Um, what if I... Can I throw a poisoned dagger at one of these frogs that's attacking Gabagool? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I didn't know if it was going to be like, oh, poisoning this takes an action, and then later on we'll come back to you. Now we can we can assume that you've done it ahead of time. You're you're a very competent warrior, right? A very competent. Thief. Oh, absolutely. The panther knows how to poison. The poisonous strike of the panther. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Naturally. Yes, of course. So he he wakes up and he uh, goes like some drool comes off out of him, and he he pulls out of his out of his pockets, some knives, some daggers, and he whips one at one of the, uh, one of the frogmen attacking Gabagool. And he's, and the whole time he's thinking mm. about how... That's the serpent's tears? Yes. Nice. Okay. And, he, and the whole time he's thinking about how badass it was that he bought these throwing daggers. And the guy was like, the guy at the store was like, you know, a bow really has not only the additional range, but arrows, honestly, you have a lot more variety. You can do it. And he goes, I want these throwing daggers. They look badass. Yeah, so I think you're so doing that's a... what he's thinking. <laughs> right. So I think you're doing a volley then, right? Yes. Cool. With a throwing knife. Yeah. Awesome. Just a, just a side note. Was this... Um... Was this armament shop owned by your father? No, uh, he he went in there and it was owned by a guy. It was owned I mean, by a guy. Your father, Stephen, because I was on the phone with him yesterday for about forty-five minutes. He was telling me uh, <laughs> sounded just like something he might say. Yeah. Did he give you? Did he give you way more specific instructions than you ever possibly <laughs> needed for something very mundane? That's what I mean. I was like, all right, well, you go look into that and call me back and we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Stephen begot sketch. sketch. Yeah, that's, that's the word. Uh, no, the, the armament shop that I bought this stuff from was, uh, it was a guy who he has one, he had one arm and he was wearing super badass armor, but also uh, you like, could Don't tell call it he, armor, that's... Yeah, he got weird. offended when you said armor too often. He'd be like, wait a minute. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, it's okay. He'd, he'd get worked up at first for a second. But also, you could tell he really did not know what he was talking about. And he's like, yeah, these knives are really sharp. So let, let's get that uh, Let's mm -hmm. get that volley. Are, okay. you, are you trying to throw, like, double like the both of them? Unfortunately, if we want to stick at the rules of the game, you can only attack one target with a volley. That's one of the uh, distinctions of a volley. But I'm okay if we abandon that. I'm fine if, if this group, if you want to kind of target this enemy group then absolutely he has two in each hand he has one in each hand and he's like yeah suck on these lemons and you're and going after the them. ones that uh are dealing with a uh, gobble right not yes the ones, not the yes. ham fighters yeah, no perfect. not the ham, ham fighters yeah just my own line of action figures all right i got a five and a three so that's eight plus dexterity which is a two very good Hey. So you get a clear shot and deal your damage. What's your damage? My damage is a D8. I got a six. Ooh, nice. So yeah, I think you you hit both these folks. And let's see, Serpent's Tears is... 
anyone dealing damage to the target rolls twice and takes the better result. So the oh, next yeah. amount of damage dealt Ooh, to great. them will be like theoretically advantage in D&D style oh, terms. Yeah, very nice. And I think I think you do you do a, a not enough to kill them per se, but like pretty rough damage to the like you're messing them up. Like they're going to have to seek a, a hospital visit after this. What do you where do you hit them with this dagger? Um one gets hit right in the eye. Oh yeah, perfect. And then the other one gets hit in like its big uh, neck pouch thing that's like inflating. And the thing is, the frogman, the first thing he thinks is, "Oh no, I'm never going to be able to attract Deborah now." Oh, what'll that's, happen? That's what, yeah, that's what he thinks. But yeah, and it flashed like from that incredible <laughs> um, <laughs> hit. We flash over to um, TV, and you see all this happen. You kind of are standing up from your your victory. What are you up to? So to refresh you, there's these two that have just been knifed that are after Gabagool, and there's these two that are kind of fighting each other. One is trying to rip open the uh, the insides of this other frogman to get the ham out of him. Get the ham out of me! Yeah. <laughs> How far away are they? Like um, you could, within rushing distance? Yeah, you could like, sprint to them. Okay. Since they're and, already... Oh, and you, could, you can just hear Joe just like, cooing so angrily next to you. <laughs> well, it was funny. I was going to mention that uh, we haven't really used Joe at all. So uh, when it's Gabagool's turn, I think uh, we're going to use Joe. Uh, I'll yeah. lend myself as Joe over there for, at that point. But um, <clears throat> I'm going to go after the ones that uh, have the the ham because I'm I believe that they're the closest the way you have it set up. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> so you, you're trying to um to just uh, to shoot take... arrows at them again? Or no, yeah. sprinting, you said. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sprint up to those ones. Yeah, it makes sense. You're still holding your sword, it's still dripping with frog iker. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna going to go sprint after those ones and um we're yeah, gonna do you want- do you want to hack and slash them? Sounds like you're attacking them in melee, right? Yes. So we're going. We're going to do some hack and slash with them, uh, but my goal is to kind of do it in a way where I'm kind of like hitting the first one, but like sh- in a way that's forceful enough to like knock him into the other one that he's fighting with the ham over. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Does your does your weapon by chance have any tags on it? So it was like a short sword, right? Yeah, it's just a short sword, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll tell you if you have tags, but if not, don't worry about it. I missed that if I did, so... No, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead and roll 2d6 plus strength. I'll go up the short sword just in case. Two... Well, not perfect. I got a seven total. Yeah, that's pretty good. So on a seven to nine, you deal your damage to the enemy and the enemy makes attack against you. So not the worst. Um, well, probably the, the first one I'm hitting is going to be back two to me and he's getting hit from behind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So the second one is probably going to be the one that gets him attacked. Oh, here we go. Here's how we do, here's how we figure this out, right? I think as you're coming up, um, mm-hmm. they kind of... I think maybe the the one that was trying to pry open the other kind of looks over, sees you sees you moving around or close 
charging it essentially and just whips its its little barbed tongue out okay go ahead go ahead or no i'll say after that then the other one writes itself and also does that so go ahead and roll 1d6 and roll do their damage together that's a three a three okay so Mm -hmm. just so four total damage to you and then whatever whatever armor you have subtract the armor all right so, so yeah, one armor theoretically that would go back to three. Oh no, I'm down to five. Oh no. So yeah, you're doing pretty rough. So these two kind of, as you're charging them, kind of, you kind of go face first into these like, you know, barbed projectiles. They're sticking. Mm-hmm. They kind of come back. They kind of maybe they maybe they don't rip your skin off like they did before, but you know it's still pretty rough. And then what's your damage that you do to them? Let's see here. So that would be your your D eight. Yeah. Eight. Whoa, that's great. Um, so yeah, you actually kill both these. If you want to describe how that goes, <laughs> with a sword, it's going to have to be almost like a baseball swing to take out both of them. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah and, uh, so to be clear, too, it doesn't have to be like one action. It can be. You can think of it more like a movie. Like, oh, it could be like a few hits that takes them out. Okay. Well, most likely then we're talking about like a just kind of like a, you know, a downward slope swing into like the neck of one of them. Cool, yeah. And then uh, kind of doing the same thing, but more like a backhand swing into the other one. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So, so they're both, and, and your thing isn't messy, so it's not like a huge mess in front of you, but still like disgusting. They kind of um, roll in their back and kind of like shrivel up. They're, they're already like emaciated to begin with, so... Um, the, they're, the they're one, toast. Yeah, the one that had the uh, the ham, just like it, it slowly rolls out of its mouth. It's like, oh, <laughs> it almost could have had it. An acidy covered can <laughs> of double ham. Uh, exactly. Uh, Gabagool, are you still with us? So yeah, I, I think it's a uh, it's down to you. You've got these two that are giving you a hard time, and it sounds like Joe's about to help you. Joe is going to help. Yeah, Joe, Joe knows. Joe knows that these guys like are you know acid covered and whatnot. So he's not going to be able to physically attack them. But he is one of his skills is intimidating. So he is going to like get you know pretty close, you know close enough to get their attention and, and uh, kind of distract them. Uh, so that way Gabagool kind of has a more open line at them. I love that. So Joe, Joe just kind of like screeches above and they kind of look up with their eyes and you have the perfect opportunity here, Gabagool, to do something. What are you going to do? Thanks, Joe. It's like that. <laughs> I mean, tosses me a Coke. He just he just shits on your head. It's like, fuck you. This isn't yeah. for you. That's what he says with his body language. Am I getting that right, Josh? <laughs> I mean, he, he does to a certain extent like Gabagool, but he doesn't hate him like he hates uh, <laughs> Sketch, was it? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. He just shits in the general direction. Maybe it doesn't hate you. Yeah, so you got these two that are right on you. I I think they're they're gonna try to um just disgustingly like give you this like frog hug and just like poison mm, you yeah. if possible. So how are you gonna Hugging get out of that? Are you gonna just like dodge out of the out of the way or just like, yeah, do it. I don't care about your poison. Or just yeah. What do, you, what do you think you're gonna do? Which one of these? Which one of these frogs wants to be my daddy? Um, yeah, I think they're trying to like jump on you and like 
theoretically like poison you. I think. Oh, you're gonna feel uh, about it. Poison me, huh? Uh, I, I, I baseball bat swing, going for the cloaca again. Yeah. Okay. So I think you're defying danger here, and uh, oh, I mean, wait. I but, thought they were being distracted by by the pigeon. Yeah, that's true. I did say that. That's that's a good point. That makes you know, that that's you know, a good call. Uh, I think continuity, they're continuity, David. You got me. I think they're about to do that, and then that's when uh, so they're about to jump on you and give you just a disgusting, poisonous hug, and that's when we hear Joe from above screech. And they are momentarily distracted, and that's when you're gonna tenderize them with the uh, man of Warovich. <laughs> uh, what was it? The man of Shevit. Well, that's I don't the one. Remember. Yeah, man of War Shevitz. Yeah, yeah, man of War Shevitz. There you go. Yeah, Austin. Every time anyone says that, I guess you got to cut it out and put your own pronunciation in there. Man of War Shevitz. There you go. I'll make a little commercial for it. Perfect. I'm trying to think what a Manischewitz commercial would be like. It'd be like, hey, do right. you want wine? But Well, don't don't spoil it for us, Austin. <laughs> Keep it until then. So go ahead and uh, Gabagool, roll your uh, strength, a hack and slash. Yeah, I'm rolling, and we're already in enough trouble with the Anti-Defamation League, Austin. I got an, I got an eight. Eight, that's great. Uh, hey, it rhymes. So in that case, you deal your damage, and they do it back to you. So I think in the same... I think... Uh, hmm. Pretty sick. So I think they do kind of do the same situation um, as they see you kind of raise your your mighty hammer over your head. They kind of take the opportunity to to hit you with their two barbed tongues real fast. So go ahead and roll a d6 real fast. One d6? Yeah. Oh, thank God, two. Okay, so you take three, and then you have armor, so you just take two, actually. Okay. And, I'm down to 19, I think. Yep. Yeah. And then roll your damage. And you get to roll it twice because they're they're already poisoned. So you roll twice and take the better. Roll. I roll. Wait, what do I roll again? A 10? Yeah. You're, so a 10 and then you can roll it again and take the better, better of the two. A 6? Oh, and an 8. Let's go, dude. Oh, no, that's great. That's 8 is definitely enough to kill them, especially with your plus one serrate it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, how do you kill these two final frogmen? I swing the old Man of War Shevitz through one cloaca into the other cloaca. And they both <laughs> uh-huh. explode. They the, both old, expl- the old two-hole special. Yep. This is it like was- a Star Wars A New Hope. Yep. Right. right in the port, right? Right in the butt. hole. <laughs> I, do you mean it's like uh, the trench run? Okay, there we go. I was like, "How do you mean it?" <laughs> that one scene where Luke grabs Darth Vader's butthole and swings it into the Emperor's butthole. <laughs> yeah, well, it's essentially exactly like that, right? True enough. Gabagool. If you read between the lines of what yeah. George Lucas meant, yeah, that was the 14th director's cut, I believe, from George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. when he did all those extra scenes that he added in, <laughs> like there, this was a scene that he added in. It's like that South Park episode where Lucas and Spielberg are changing all the movies. Okay. Yeah, so I think you kill these these two disgustingly. I think it Men in Black again like splatters everywhere. I think now you have the wherewithal to like kind of uh, turn to the side and maybe you just barely miss this like gout of disgusting uh, poisonous gore that comes out of here, and it goes on the grass and kind of 
maybe it sizzles sizzles a little bit. You're still feeling pretty rough. And I think just the uh, maybe uh, Joe comes back around. I assume just like goes. Does he would he go on um, Tibby's shoulder? Is that where he usually hangs out? Tibby? No, Tibby. He, remember, Joe, Joe is with Tibby. Like the whole like sleeping in the, the same pack was very unusual situation. So, OK, gotcha. and he's a, he's like coming off the, the high of the fight. So he's just kind of hurt somewhere just kind of you know ch- checking out the scene of everything now at this point looking around making sure there's no more nothing else going to happen gotcha so i think he just circles around um comes maybe a uh, i don't know onto um near the campfire all four of you just like standing in a circle doing the oh we just did a musical dance number you're breathing heavily on a circle and that's where you go to break nice I imagine Joe. I imagine Joe uh, periodically has like a small pigeon-sized knife and is cleaning his little talons with them. <laughs> He's got a pigeon cig- cigar coming out. Yeah. <laughs> After we come back to our heroes, um, it's maybe been um, maybe been a few days even since that like discussing time. Hmm, Gabagool, uh, are you still feeling sick from that poison, or have you gotten over it completely? No, no, I'm over it. Okay. And uh, what about Tibby? Well, uh, if I read the everybody's gear correctly, uh, Gabagool had some antitoxin that uh, that helped clear that all up. And I'm hope I'm hoping that in I can't speak for him, but I'm hoping that he shared a little bit of that, and I'm in good shape too. I'll share it, but mostly because of Joe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Joe is what's tying this group together. It's just holding us all together. This angry pigeon. Oh yeah, it's perfect. So yeah, you've uh you've gotten some some anti antitoxin, right? Mm-hmm. Um to you you're back at full health. Whoa, whoa, whoa. anti what? Toxin? Or was oh, it anti poison? Okay. I forget. It's uh, the anti defamation league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I there thought I heard anti Semitic. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did everyone lose hit points in that situation? Nope. Old Panther was fine. Okay, but Tibby and... He did lose some canned ham. Did Tibby and Gabagool uh, lose that? Yeah, we lost some hit points yes. during that. Okay. Um, okay, so why don't you... And no one has any healing stuff, right? No one picked a cleric. I thought that my guy had healing potions but i could be wrong oh you're right you do start out with two right yeah yeah i'll I'll share them i'll use one and give one to tibby okay so if i remember correctly healing potions give you 10 back yeah i'm healed perfect so yeah don't even worry about it what does this (laughs) oh i might regret this but gabagool what do your healing potions taste like what do they taste like um Let's see. <laughs> have you, Marty, have you ever, question. <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of uh, gefilte fish? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They taste. Don't don't do like it. That. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> they taste almost like gefilte fish, but not quite. So I've heard they're they're like uh, kind of like anchovies. You if you. Uh... Right, it's like the are, same are you fish or, or Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
it's uh well traditionally would... gefilte fish is made with carp and pike actually oh okay so very different i was i've heard it's like salty fishy kind it's of... like a salty fish cake i would That's describe the... it as i would describe it as pickled fish meatballs Okay. They're not really pickled, but they. Yeah, but they're just. Them, they're, they're so briny in those jars that it tastes like. If you pickled. buy them at the store, they come in like a jelly. Almost <laughs> a jelly-like liquid. Delicious. Yeah. So I I do want to give uh you three some time to chat, right? So okay, actually I'm gonna give this to uh Tibby since you were the one. <laughs> since you weren't the one who's supplied these, did you end up going through the Forbidden Desert? Or uh, Newtown, which was previously called the Fartmeyer Stinkbog. Which did you end up going through as a group? Uh, we had to unfortunately go through town because uh, the forest was on the other side of that town. So, Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think we, it's a few days later, maybe a week or two. Um, and it's, uh, it's camp. It's, you've just set up camp. I mean, last time we woke up from camp, it was it was rough. But this is right before it's maybe a an hour or two bef- after sunset. We've got the campfire going. We're eating some rations. You can you can describe whatever you're eating. Maybe it's good filter fish. Um, and thankfully, all three of you got through Newtown, formerly known as Fartmeyer Stinkbog. Um, and I mean, you're probably not freshly sent it but you're you're out of it so it's while the stench is strong enough for a man it's ph balanced for a woman very nice so we're all eating is it in silence or or is there some conversation well first of all it would never be in silence because when um sketch eats it is a gross amount of mouth noises perfect so this might this Actually, maybe this is the best question for you then, Sketch, or the Panther. Um, the Panther. Which one of these two uh, companions have really annoyed you the most during this this expedition? Hmm. Well, I guess we'll leave Joe out of it for this. Okay. Huh. So I think we see Sketch, the Panther, <laughs> and he's chowing down on some of this canned ham. He's just really going to town on it like crazy. And after each bite, he takes the grease from his hands that he's been eating with like the hand, the canned ham and he curls his uh, Salvador Dali mustache more. So there's like a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of that. Like he does that kind of incessantly where he's scooping it out with his hands and then taking his hands and the grease from it and curling his mustache. And he's looking at these two guys and Joe, and you know, he feels he knows that he owes Joe money, and uh, he feels bad for for TB. He he feels like, oh, you know, this guy's just he's just going along, and uh, he doesn't have anything against him. Uh, of the two, it's got to be Doctor Pocus. I'm sorry, Rabbi Pocus Gabagool. Um, who's annoying him, and it's because uh, Rabbi Pocus Gabagool um, keeps messing it up every time, at least from at least from Sketch's perspective. Every time Sketch goes into town to get some babes, 
Rabbi Rabbi Pocus Gabagool shows up and he he makes a scene and that's the only reason why this short Danny DeVito with a with a Salvador Dali mustache can't get all the babes. And so from his perspective, Rabbi Pocus Gabagool is 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 a real is a real buzzkill. He's a real mensch. Oh, hard he's hardly in this situation. Certainly not a wing mensch. Oh no, I hate it. <laughs> um, I wasn't able to unmute it so you could hear the groan <laughs> that escaped me. <laughs> TB. Let's ask, let's ask TB a question. Um, who do you trust to, um, of these two other people? Again, leaving Joe off the table. Um, <laughs> of these two, do you think um, you have the most trust for? Like, or trust the most? As a, it's a normal normal human way to say that um considering that the panther is kind of seemingly like an inner city kind of guy and he's always you know like wants to be the center of attention and and going after the ladies and everything and, and he's freaking styling his mustache with with ham grease he's he's always just confused and and somewhat disgusted by the panther so he he's got a little bit more of a bond going with Gabagool. So um, that that's how I will answer your question. Okay, yeah, very nice. So let's let's take it to Gabagool then. Um, which one of these two, again, leaving Joe off the table, of course, do you think has the better chance of surviving? Um, well. The only person that helped me was Tibby and uh, <laughs> the Panther kind of was just lobbing hams around <laughs> all, you know, oh, the Panther didn't all help over you, the huh? battlefield. There was, there was greasy hams flying around the battlefield. So I don't Ooh, know. Okay. He, he seems to be more focused on, and getting babes and doing anything else. Hey, this sounds like a great thing to come into. Is this the argument that's happening as we join our heroes again? Absolutely, but it's turned, it's devolved into a screaming match. I mean, if you want to, go yeah, for it. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, I threw that ham to help you out. You don't even know anything. You can't help, you can't help yourself if you can't even throw ham. I can't even eat ham. Oh, there's there's the thing. But a frogman can eat ham, and I can help a frogman get there. And who threw those knives in the frogman? Oh, there I am, throwing knives, and now I'm not doing anything. Oh, I guess my I guess I'm just sitting there with my hands in my pockets. You totally ignored my non-religious affiliation, um, and my aversion to all things pork. Tibby, in these situations, are you like the mediator? Are you like the? Uh, I'm sure this can't be the first. I'm sure this can't be the first fight these two have had. Are you responsible for this, or what do you do in these situations? Oh, I think you're muted. See the look on my face right now with these two <laughs> <Yeah>. arguing. That <laughs> is, is that Tibby, what? right? That's what Tibby's doing right now. Just like what? What is happening right now? Like these two freaking fools! Like, come on. <laughs> That's really fair, and so. We have some rations going on, some some canned ham and such. Um, 
is Tibby kind of responsible for, um, I mean, it's kind of the end of the journey now. You might be running low of food. We, we are not running low of food because Joe has hunting skills. I was going to say, yeah. Are you, are you responsible for hunting? We did specify that we use a lot of the water putting out that poison situation. So you might be low on water at least too, but is Tibby and Joe, uh, are they hunting? Uh, Joe just keeps bringing back like small little animals. He's he's able to go and kill like little rabbits and things like that. So, <laughs> like there there's food. I love I love the picture of, of this little pigeon, pigeon is just yeah, bringing back food. rabbit. Yeah, yeah, little babies like rabbits and stuff. They maybe not like big meals all at once, but you add it all up. There's food. I love that. I feel there's a move for this just to see how good it goes. I might be making that up. It's been a while. Um, why don't you just roll a wisdom and you can add, um, does, does, uh, Joe have, Joe has some bonuses, right? Joe has plus two to wisdom. Oh, he, he adds plus two. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, go ahead and roll Tibby's wisdom and add the bonus from the animal companion helping you out. Let's see how good this, this dinner actually goes or see if it's a, a terrible mishap. What, do, uh, what die am I doing here? So 2d6, and then plus plus a ton, right? So plus the animal oh. companion's bonus and plus your wisdom bonus. I believe the hunting skill technically falls under ferocity. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So we're at nine. Oh, great. Terrible. Yeah, so this is kind of a move I made up on my own. So I think it's going to be a, a defy danger kind of, right? That's how I'm picturing it. So this is the defy danger of, you know, going hungry for the night. Okay, so what what kind of bond do you have with um, Joe? Is it like a psychic bond? Is it a mystical, or is it more like a like a mundane physical? One? Like, yeah, is it more like a one that we would recognize? Like, you're training a very smart animal to do stuff for you. Well, Joe's already lived his life before he even met up with Tibby, so mm-hmm. I mean, he already knew uh, the Panther before he knew Tibby. Oh, so okay. he's already he's already gained his skills. They just have a bond because uh, Joe got himself in over his head with uh, when he was trying to hunt for himself to get food in the woods, and you know got overwhelmed. It just so happened that Tibby was there and saved him, and they just kind of have like a an unspoken bond. They it, even though they don't talk to each other, there is no real communication it always seems like joe knows what's going on in tibby's head Mm, whether it's psychic or intuitiveness or something okay great i'm with your approval i'm going to lean into that like psychic mystical thing right go for it so i think um joe does kind of uh catch some like uh a rabbit is probably the most the easiest thing to do um you get this vision though just flat. Maybe, maybe this is the first time this ever happened. You tell me after this is over, but you kind of see through his eyes and you're flying through um, the forest and you come to the, the lair of the chimera hydra. And you see that all of these trees are kind of like bent, like uh, let me do that in the mic. They're all like bent, like, um, um, you know, like, what would you call that? Like use kind of like their parabolas, like the tips of them are touching the ground, you know, and they're all kind of set up. Maybe they're like tied together or something. And it's um, like, it looks to you like someone set 
like some kind of traps or something going into the Chimera Hydra's lair. Thanks for joining us for another exciting episode of Cousin Quest presented by This American Dice. Join us next Friday for another short game, an installment of Cousin Quest. In fact, the finale. We'll see if they ever find this damn dirty Hydra and its damn dirty many heads. The cast for this episode included Jake as Rabbi Pilkis Gabagool, Josh as Tibidi or Tibi the Ranger, Austin as Sketch Sparrowshanks, also known as the Panther, and David as our Game Master. Dungeon World is a game by Adam Cobell and Sage Latora, if I'm saying those names correctly. Additional music for this episode included Trenches, Eleven, and H. Werewolf by Cowpay. Be sure to check them out on Facebook. They're pretty damn good. Till then, we'll see you next Friday for another exciting episode, and Thursday for another exciting episode of This American Monster. Till then, like, rate, review, subscribe. Check out our website, thisamericandice.com or .net. And join us on Facebook. Why the hell not? See you then. I don't know if you can see the cat attacking me viciously at times. We can hear it. Yeah, there he is. That was a very talkative cat. Yeah, he's got a lot to say. And it's all racist. Austin, how, how, uh, you said you had to leave uh, by eight at least, right? Yeah, at eight, I need to get going. I'm doing a okay. thing. So, what are you doing? Uh, Touching yourself? I'm getting my, um, I'm getting my vasectomy, uh, redone. <laughs> it just never takes. I'm just too, <laughs> yeah. too masculine. Yeah, the problem is I had I had it done one way, but it was done incorrectly. So the sperm just shot out in all kinds of directions, like some kind of um, a pipe bomb, and uh, it. It, was da- it was dangerous for everybody. All right, so I'm setting an alarm for seven thirty, so, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping to get done before that. More like seven squirty, am I right? God damn it, Aussie! <laughs> Fucking monster. <laughs>